Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, back from his vacation, the amazing Lee. How's it going, Lee? Oh, it's going. You know, we're, we're recording this on, uh, on Halloween, so I'm just waiting for those uh, those trick-or-treaters. Uh, you know, made sure I, I dressed up the front, because I don't want anybody murdering me tonight. That's well, bad. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Dylan Baker came to you and said only take one candy and then you took like five and then he's kind of out for you now yeah that that i mean that was a crazy year last year <laughs> also with us as, as always is adam how's it going adam doing pretty good um yeah <laughs> yeah we had uh so my ears are recovering from all the fireworks that went off last night even though this was the first year i guess in bc here i think they made it illegal so <laughs> kind of putting a bit of a damper on halloween but people are still going out being crazy i love how that's like a total like middle-aged man's way of breaking the law he's like gonna break the law and set up some fireworks catch me real rebels yeah like trying to stop me now popo i'm gonna set off these fireworks whether you like it or not uh, also with us, as always, is Spark. How's it going, Spark? I'm good. Excited to be back. Not traveling this weekend or next. You love to see it. Yeah. Traveling's not too bad, but I think after a while, you're just like, I miss my own bed. I miss I miss just, just chilling sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then ran out of the cast today, we have Katie. How's it going, Katie? Good, very cold, very disappointed that Northern Lights didn't come. Okay, you have to share with the listeners, Katie, what happened with you in the Northern Lights last night? (laughs) So yesterday, um, my friend and I, we walked to, like, the edge of campus, and we just stood there for an hour trying to catch it, and then we were like, uh... Never mind. We went in, and <laughs> and then we just, our hands and feet were frozen. We can feel them, and it was just like a total bust. Oh, so were you not having ice cream? Oh, we were, yes. I love how you're having ice cream when it's cold out, and then you're like, it's cold, I'm going inside now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, were the Northern Lights supposed to be around? Like, yeah. Huh. But uh, apparently they were like, Katie's here, let's hide. Let's get out of here. Yeah. 
this is rescheduling. Let's just deke out to the side. Yeah, we'll come back next Saturday. Cool. Uh, well, uh, yeah, this is a movie news and reviews podcast. We talk about the news. We review some movies. You know it by now. Patreon.com forward slash Three Angry Nerds, and then the other podcasts on the Three Angry Nerds network, including Three Angry Gamers, Tremble, the horror movie podcast, the Friday Night Dinner podcast, Nerds and Love, Spoilercast, and First Friday. A lot of news this week. Almost too much, honestly. I was like, maybe some of this can get cut, but a lot of the stuff is actually pretty good. So it's kind of like, I kind of had a hard time figuring out what to cut, but uh, we'll start with the Spider-Man stuff first. Spider-Man No Way Home might not feature the Sinister Sticks after all. Apparently there's only five villains in the movie, so you can't call your team the Sinister Six if there's only five villains. Uh, Although uh, Empire Magazine, they did a piece on the movie and they did confirm that Thomas Hayden Church is returning to Sad Men and Reese Ifans, I probably butchered that name, but he's back as the Lizard. So, hey, if you're fans of those underrated or overrated or properly rated performances of villains. There you go. So Lizard was good in uh, Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, he looked good, and I thought he was a decent villain. Do you think they'll change his look for the new movie? Like, maybe give him, like, a longer stout or something like that? He did have some some Voldemort nose going on. I don't really know if that's accurate for what lizards look like but i don't know they'll probably make it look better yeah you were saying something adam all right yeah i'm just i mean i guess i'm like just counting them in my head so like the one that's missing that would make him six would be would that be the rhino yeah Paul Giamatti, and he's not been confirmed to come back no although apparently they reference him and he's like the butt of jokes but he doesn't actually appear in the movie like you know they could just get like vulture or someone in there or mysterio kind of make it six yeah or even like bring in venom at at this point like i don't like you know bring in somebody make it six might as well right yeah like they're they're so close so (laughs) (laughs) they're like you know what guys we've got five phones we'll call it the fabulous five instead of the senator six (laughs) there you go (laughs) uh a thunderbolts project is going ahead at marvel studios so like thunderbolts in the comics at least is like a group of anti-heroes villains who kind of team up and we already have a bunch of those characters already in the mcu you've got um the fake captain america from falcon and winter soldier you've got elena belova a few others winter soldier shows up on that team as well so i guess it makes sense that they would make a movie or show based off that because you already have a lot of those characters that would already be in that movie or whatever project they end up being anyways so um yeah i'm maybe not too surprising but cool nonetheless i guess um i guess that was that's probably what uh julia louise dreyfus is making her team for because she keeps recruiting people people to some team so i'm assuming that's probably the thunderbolts that she's building up towards oh oh yeah again probably not the most surprising but it is what it is 
Uh, a Nova film is reportedly in development with Marvel Studios and is slated to begin production in 2023. So, Nova, kind of the lone space cop. We already have Nova Corp. Apparently, they were all wiped out after uh, Infinity War. So, mm-hmm. and you know, in the comics, like, Nova, the character, is like the last surviving member of the Nova Corp, and he just kind of takes on that mantle. So, I guess in the movies, at least, they've set it up that, like, yeah, there's no more Nova Corp, so you could just have him be like, yay, I'm the last one of my space cop type, I guess, or whatever. Although, it would be funny if it was John C. Riley's character instead of anybody else. Like, he's he's just the last surviving member, and then you just have John C. Riley as a superhero in the Marvel Universe. I'd be down for that. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. But. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not familiar. Oh, with Nova? No. I'm, I'm, I'm reading about him now. Mm. Oh, okay. He was involved with the uh, Kree. So that would uh, make sense for him. Mm-hmm. It'd be an easy introduction to him when they do Secret Wars, if they do Secret Wars. Mm. When? did uh, Are we confirmed? I, I feel like I read something that that's on the way. Secret Wars? No, I don't think it's confirmed, but I think a lot of people assume that's what they're building up towards at this point. With, with all the characters okay. that are introducing and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Marvel is looking to cast Lilith or Blaze Daughter, depending on who you ask, in the upcoming Mahershala Ali Blade film. Uh, they're casting like a young girl who uh, is like preteen. Uh, she's like a strong supporting character. So whoever they're casting for it, she'll be a pretty prominent role in the film. Some people have said Lilith, who is Dracula's daughter. And oftentimes she gets intertwined in like turmoil and drama between Dracula and Blade. So there could be that. And apparently, like, they're rebooting the comics to, like, introduce a daughter for Blade. So some people are saying they could be doing that. I think it's mm. probably not Blade's daughter because they literally just introduced that in the comics. So I can see Lilith, like, have a little girl that's, like, maybe Dracula's after her and Blade's got to protect her. It would be a very easy setup for a plot. You don't have to do much, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I'll go, I'm very excited for Blade, if there's a young woman being introduced, dope, uh, just get us that movie. Yeah. I wonder if Wesley Snipes would ever, like, cameo in the movie. That would be kind of wild. That would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just have him, like, like, snap him wisecracks or something, be like, you're not Blade. It's like, what? Maybe they I would love a scene where he refuses to open his eyes, so they just CGI his eyes opening. <laughs> Wait, is that actually a thing? Yeah, <laughs> did that in what? I think it was like the the third Blade movie. He was like fighting with the director, like laying down, and he didn't want to open his eyes, so they literally like CGI'd like him waking up. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's also incredibly insane. Uh, really, it was a bit difficult to work with on set. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't sound like they're going to bring him back then. <laughs> but I would like that if they had, uh, if they brought him back and then they brought Ryan Reynolds and, uh, like they did a, a, a different world. And was it Jessica something? What was her name? She's, uh, what's her name? She's Justin Timberlake's wife. Yeah. She was in I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. Just Looking good. Uh, yes. I was going to go through the rest of my life without ever hearing that movie again. <laughs> well, you can't forget about her butt in that movie, so it's coming up. Lee, you should know more than anyone on this podcast. We make obscure references that we just dig up anything from the past. Like Jessica Biel, you know, we're just bringing in all these references. <laughs> I would love to get a chance to like interview her, and then we can just put Spark on that interview, and you can just be like, "Oh yeah, talk about your butt for a sec here." Like, yeah, yeah, talk, yeah. we'll we'll talk about your new movie here in a sec, but we just got to talk talk about your butt for a sec here. <laughs> the only thing that I remember that you've done, and that's not a comment on your talent; it's a comment on the movies that I watch. So let's talk about it, baby. <laughs> let's talk about Seventh Heaven. <laughs> oh yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch that show. What else has it's she funny. done? It's probably good you didn't. <laughs> uh, she was in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot. Um, yeah. All right. I'm. I kind of stand by. Was my Chainsaw like? <laughs> oh, uh, she was in the Total Recall reboot from 2012. That with Tom Farrell. Yeah. I don't remember any of this. Anyway, <laughs> bring her back. Fully clothed. Wait, so let's do it. She the the last credit she has is Scooby Doo and Guess Who, and she's credited as herself in a Scooby Doo movie. And I'm like, what? Like this real life Jessica Biel just show up in Scooby Doo? I'm so I have so many questions. <sighs> okay, mm. well, that's a good riff. That's a good Jessica Biel riff. <laughs> just titled this episode the jessica beale appreciation podcast um fantastic four is rumored to begin production in 2023 uh this makes sense i know last i've heard like they submitted an outline for the movie and they've they're working on a script so it makes time that they would or makes sense that they would be uh finishing up the script throughout 2012 or 2022 sorry uh, and then working towards uh, starting pre-production, probably or like early 2023. So this lines up. This makes sense. I still am like, am I ready for Fantastic Four? Like my reference point is like just a bunch of terrible movies. Like, am I ready for a good Fantastic Four movie? I don't even know if I am. Can one even be made? <laughs> I think it, I think it's possible. I mean, they did they did. Uh, uh, breathe the new life into Spider-Man after Andrew Garfield killed off that franchise. So, you know, it's possible. But, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see where that goes. I'm guessing they'll probably start casting and, like, announcing who's, like, the villain soon. But I don't want it to be Doctor Doom. I want the villain to be, like, an obscure villain, like Mole Man or something like that. Like, just really do a deep cut for the villain. Okay. Uh, Shang Chi sequel has been greenlit. Reportedly, will start production in twenty twenty three. Makes sense. Shang Chi did pretty well for Marvel. I mean, with the stipulation that 
this was during the COVID times and nothing really truly does well, well in the current climate. But, uh, yeah, more Shang-Chi. <clears throat> yeah. Kind of curious what they'll take the sequel. Like, last we, we saw the two, uh, well, Shang-Chi and uh, his girlfriend just, like, jumped off into that portal. So, kind of curious what they'll take things. You've got... The sister heading up the ten rings, like what does that all lead up to or mean? But I guess we'll find out. But you know, more more Shang Chi. Uh, this is really weird. But Bill Murray confirms a mystery role in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. So, jeez, oh, <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> okay, I love Bill Murray. I, this uh. is just pure speculation. I could see him playing um, Paul Rudd's character's dad, or something like that. Like he's. Oh, just, I like, can see that. Yeah. Like I feel like if you're bringing in Bill Murray, it's like he's the dad of, like who? Like if you think of Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd's a really funny guy. Who could be Paul Rudd's dad? I could see Bill Murray being Paul Rudd's dad. I could buy that. Yeah. <laughs> Then you just give him like a really obscure Marvel villain to play or something like that. Like, I don't know. He's like Stilt Man or something like that. He's like the first villain that they take down. <laughs> they don't even de-age him. It's just Bill Murray as he currently is just playing some kind of obscure Marvel villain that no one really talks about or really considers valid. I'd be down for that too. I mean, that'd be funny also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was what like, a, oh go ahead oh, I was gonna be like what what about like the the logo for quantum mania too like because oh, yeah. it seemed like like almost completely illegible <laughs> yeah I was joking around like it, did somebody get my handwriting for that because it looks like my handwriting um yeah I mean it, it it's weird I don't <laughs> I was like I'm like, does this actually say Quantum Mania? Because I cannot discern that from this. But okay, maybe yeah. they'll be like, it's some new language or something. Maybe it's a part of the plot. Killian <laughs> yeah. um, Scott's secret invasion character is called Fizz the Scroll, uh, and he's going to have ties to mutants and X Men. So <clears throat> that's. Uh, you know, we know we're getting X Men at a certain point, so bringing in characters that tie into that is interesting. And uh, yeah, bringing in a, a character that's a scroll that like pretty much very like sing, like very directly ties into X Men. I think that's setting things up for X Men, but uh, also to you know, hey, scrolls and secret invasion—that's a shocker. Not really, <laughs> but. <laughs> I saw, I saw on Twitter there was like a response, of, like a post about this, and someone's like, "Well, I didn't want to be spoiled that there's scrolls and secret invasion," and I'm like, "What? What?" Like, I was like, "Isn't isn't that the whole point of the, the, the invasion?" Like, yeah, there's been a comic called Secret Invasion <clears> where <throat> it's about the scrolls. So would that not be the same? Okay, apparently not. Nope. Rational thought does not prevail this time. Uh, Star Wars Andor reportedly adds, adds the Batman and the Last Jedi's uh, Andy Serkis. So, is Snoke returning? Question mark. 
Is it like a prequel series to The Last Jedi? <laughs> yeah. Or uh, yeah, it could be. Got, like, it kind of has to be because uh, the Andor he he died in Rogue One. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I feel like Andy Serkis is one of those guys you could just put him in a mocap suit and he could be playing whatever. But mm-hmm. it's just the fact that he played Snoke and now they're bringing him back. Like, yeah. it just raised a lot of questions. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But then. It is it is odd. Maybe Listen. we'll finally get some backstory to who Snoke is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that was like, I don't know. I largely liked The Last Jedi, but the one thing I did like was they just cut off Snoke's entire backstory. They didn't give anything. From what I've heard in the comics and books and whatnot, they fleshed it out. But obviously, I'm I'm probably not going to read those. Let's be real. Like, put it in a movie or show or otherwise forget about it. So, yeah. Lee, what do you think are the chances that he comes back as Snoke? Hi, low. Uh, I don't think he's going to do Snoke. He'll probably do a different character. He'll probably do, like, I don't know. What was the guy from um, Black Panther and stuff? Claw? Or whatever. I, I think he's going to do a character like that. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. That's how they're going to tie. That's how they're going to tie Marvel and Star Wars together. He's going to play Claw. He'll just play um, Gollum. Did Did he play Gollum? I feel like he played. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he'll play Gollum in Star Wars. He'll just show up and be like, "My precious." He'll be like, "Cool. Where's your lightsaber, bro?" Um, we got a, a trailer for Lightyear, which is, I don't even know what the fuck this movie is, to be honest with you. Like, I watched the trailer, I should know. I don't, I still don't understand what this movie is. It, it looks like it's a Buzz Lightyear, dude. Yeah, it's Buzz, Light, Buzz Lightyear. But is it like a prequel? Is it like, I, I don't no, know. It's, I don't from know. my understanding, I think it's like. It's like the actual like astronaut whom like the bus lightyear like figures and toys are like based off of like within that world. Yeah. So like I, I think that it also makes probably, sense. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I, I think it ties in probably with uh there's like an old Buzz Lightyear cartoon that came out like uh like fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. Mm. Uh I imagine it's very similar to that as well. Yeah. Apparently, I read up that Disney didn't want to bring back Tim Allen because of his political beliefs, which is kind of funny. Uh, I mean, I I don't think they would do it for that reason. I have a feeling he probably would want to char- like want too much money for it. Not yeah, because Disney doesn't really care. Yeah, I mean, he's like they're gonna be like, hey, we want that Santa Claus money because he was in that. That was a movie he was in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Lightyear seems fine. I'm just so confused about what the fuck this movie's about. Like, yeah, I get it's Lightyear, and like, I think I saw Emperor Zerg at a certain point. Um, but I'm also like, eh. like, it seems weird that it's like, oh, this is the astronaut the, the toy is based on. Like, I almost thought for a bit there it was like, oh, maybe it's like about the, um, Maybe it's about like the, the the Buzz Lightyear like the, the in that universe like him going to infinity and beyond or whatever. But it's not mm-hmm. even that. It sounds like it sounds like it's just 
Like, I don't know. I, I'm so confused by this movie. But it's out next year, so I've got like half a year to figure it out, I guess. Uh, I'm interested to see what the Emperor's Earring will look like. Yeah. Do you think it'll look yeah. like he did in the second movie? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Probably something similar. Yeah. But just less toy-ish, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, there's a rumor that we were getting an Agent Venom movie in the works. Cue the, That'd be cool. The GTA meme of here we go again. More Venom. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Give it to us, baby. I remember there was rumors that, like, when Tom Hardy was casted, that he was gonna it was gonna be like Agent Venom. Yeah, and then it was just like normal Venom. Well, I know, like in the comics, like the symbiote leaves him and then bonds with Flash, uh, and then Flash becomes Agent Venom. So, kind of like how how are they gonna set that up? Because they haven't really established Spider Man in that universe, so. Like, are you going to have Flash, but no connections between him and Spider-Man? Like, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious how they would make that work. But something tells me Sony doesn't care. They were probably like, this looks cool. We can write some silly dialogue for this. Slam dunk. Let's do this. Let's have Venom storm into a, a wedding chapel and disrupt a wedding because that's just how this movie rolls. I think that'll forever be like the lobster scene of Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, when he storms in and disrupts the wedding at the point where they say, uh, if anyone objects to this wedding, speak now or forever, hold your peace, and then just Venom just bursts through the door. That still is probably like the dumbest thing I've seen all year, but also the greatest. But, yeah. Uh, Brendan Fraser, our national treasure, has been cast as Firefly in, Bla in Batgirl. So, mm, interesting. <laughs> it's interesting casting. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I hadn't actually like seen like Brendan Fraser or even like a picture of him, like probably since he did like his mummy stuff. And like I saw what he looked like now, and he's almost like unrecognizable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you ever like heard of what happened to that dude it's all really tragic like i don't know he he got like injured quite a bit and like those injuries really kind of prevented him from working and then he like passed on some roles that would have been great for him and like he's only now starting to like get back into acting but like mm -hmm. it's, it's taken him a long time because he was just injured and other stuff like i kind of feel bad for the guy like you know people like and then people are probably not thinking most of the time like Oh, wonder what happened to Brendan Fraser? They're probably like, oh, that guy probably just like died or something, and like, no, he's just living in some weird life. But cool, Firefly, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm expecting it'll be probably like like a cameo role, like uh, you think? I think it, it kind of be something like she's maybe like, you know, even it could be like an opening sequence where. She's like chasing Firefly, catches him, puts him in jail, kind of thing. Mm. See, I think like he's probably the main villain. I'm, th I'm guessing. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> That'd be weird. Like, I mean, it, maybe, but 
I will say I do like the fact that they're bringing in these obscure Batman villains. Like Firefly, like we've never gotten him in a movie. He's a pretty obscure character, so I like that they're yeah. bringing in like characters that we don't know that much about already. But like I don't, I could see him being like a serial arsonist and like Batgirl trying to like figure it out and like piecing together clues and trying to figure out who it is. Like I don't know, maybe that's a little too similar to what we're getting with the Batman, but. I don't know. I, I could totally see, like, a serial arsonist and Batgirl's got to, like, piece together the clues to try to figure it out. That could be kind of interesting if done right. Um, so, I don't know. And the fact that you cast Brendan, uh, Brendan Fraser too, like, he's a pretty big name. So, put his name on yeah. the poster, I guess. No, he could have a bigger role. I I guess I, I, am, I expect there to be more villains in this movie, too, though. I don't think he's going to be the only one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's just my gut feeling. Yeah. Well, National Treasure, Brendan Fraser, back in a big way. I guess he's already worked with DC before because he was in that, um, what was that show where he played the robot? I don't know. Doom was Patrol? it Doom Patrol? Yeah. That's oh. still on, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I haven't got around to it yet, though. Mm. But yeah, you're I heard good right. things. You're kind of right, though, because like I'm looking at pictures of him now, and I'm like, how are they gonna make him into Firefly? I'm not trying to be mean, but maybe a little bit. I'm like, I don't know how. I don't see it. But we'll we'll, we'll see. Gonna need a big jetpack. Two has been officially greenlit for a 2023 theatrical release. Go Dune. I've seen the first one. I want to see how it ends, but it probably won't end because I think the director said he wants to do a third movie. So fuck my life. I'm stuck with Dune for the next like eight years of my life, I guess. (laughs) It's so weird to me that they didn't shoot these back to back though. Like I thought they did. Like, I, no, I legit thought, yeah. I'm like, why does it take you two years to make this movie? Like, it's already been made. Yeah, and, yeah apparently they haven't even filmed the, the first one. Or the second one, sorry. I know. Yeah, it's kind of an yeah, infamous thing of everyone's curious why they didn't do that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why Warner Brothers would greenlight, like, a part one and then wait to see how that does in the theaters before greenlighting part two. Like, it's like, just go well, all in with part one and two. Well, they didn't you know, even, like, we're going to do it. They didn't even call it part one for the longest time. Like, legit, when I went to the screening for it, they were like, dude, part one. I'm like, what? Like, they they kind of pulled a, an It, because, like, I know when you watch the first It movie, uh, like, you go watch in the movie, and then end title, they put up It, chapter one. You were like, oh, I guess mm-hmm. it's going to be a chapter two. But, I mean, at least with that one, I don't know, they did eventually do it but even with that one it was weird because they brought back the child actors and they were all like way older they had to digitally de-age them it was just awkward nobody liked that it wasn't great but um speaking of barry keegan prompts speculation that he's been cast as fade in doom part two with a tweet yeah because fade was played by sting in the original movie which is weird to say (laughs) 
Sting the wrestler or is Sting the singer? The singer. Oh, okay. Like, at the every breath you take guy. Um, yeah, the police. Yeah. yeah. They should have uh, got the wrestler to play him in this one. <laughs> <laughs> just No, just bring back Sting the singer. I'm sure he's up to nothing. He'd be fine with playing it. No. Um, I think Fade is like... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm like... I'm getting into Dune, I'm liking it, but I'm still not 100% on all the lore, but, like, he's a, like, a kind of, like, a secondary antagonist in the books, right? Uh, I'm going through my read right now, and I haven't got to that part yet. Okay. Yeah, I think he's, like, I'm just, I'm almost finished reading the first book, and he's kind of, like, he's, like, the Baron's, like, nephew. Okay. Um, so he's, yeah, he's one of the, one of those Harkonnens. Mm. And the Baron was the big guy that was like covered in oil, and yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I could see uh, Barry Keegan playing that. He seems like an evil dude. After I saw the killing of a sacred deer, I don't know if I could ever trust that dude. Like, if I ever had to interview him, I would be like, "I'm not, I'm not, t- like, I don't trust you, dude. I'm sorry, you're just a very untrustworthy guy." Oh wow. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I guess. It's- just has this like frightening aurora to him. Like I don't know, I don't know about that guy. Um, a quiet place spinoff loses director Jeff Nichols, so a hunt begins for a replacement. So, blow to the quiet place franchise. Um, yeah, I guess they. I like. I guess they're not doing a third one for a while. They were gonna do the spinoff, but now this is happening and. I don't even know. I don't even know anymore what's going on with the Quiet Place series. All I know is the last one I thought had a little bit more movie left, and then it just ended. It was just like, nope, we're done. See you next time. And I'm like, what? But... I'm just imagining, like, what if the franchise scaled, like, from, like, a quiet place to a quiet city to, like, a quiet country and then, like, a quiet <laughs> planet? A quiet space. And a quiet... <laughs> quiet galaxy (laughs) it's getting bigger and bigger (laughs) i'm gonna write the third quiet place movie here you go so the deaf girl the one that used her hearing aid to fight back against aliens she figures out she's gonna take the fight to their planet so she hops on a spaceship goes to their planet and uses her uses her hearing aid to take them all out there that's your third movie right there and then you call Um, it and then you call it a quiet space there you go. <laughs> wow. Because every franchise is quiet. Every franchise eventually has to go to space. So why not just go right to it? Just skip. We know that the, that that it'll go to space eventually. Just go for it. Anyway. I like it. Yeah, I'd, I'd see it. I'd pay top dollar to see that in theaters. Um, Ryan Gosling to retain with the. The Place Beyond the Pines director, Derek C. in France for Wolfman. Originally, actually, I think uh, Lee Winnell, who did Invisible Man, was supposed to do this, but he dropped out. So, yeah, Derek C. in France. I mean, The Place with uh, the place Beyond the Pines is such a weird movie. Um, uh, has anyone else seen that movie? I I've seen it. Yeah, I I really liked it actually. Yeah, but it kind of feels like like three separate movies almost, like in one movie. 
Yeah. Like, it, it follow. It kind of like switches like protagonists, you know, three times, and uh, time jumps a bit. Um, yeah. But I thought it was, I, I like the story. I like the acting. I also, yeah. like, if you look at a picture of this guy, he kind of looks like Ryan Gosling too, the director. So I wonder if Ryan Gosling was like, I can trust this guy. He looks like me. He's worked with me before. Actually, I guess he wrote Sound of Metal, which was a pretty good movie. So there's that, too. Oh, that was a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. He also directed Blue Valentine, which that movie is wild. So, I like that movie. Yeah. That movie's not a feel-good movie, but it's a movie. That's uh, Ryan Gosling, Michelle Williams? Yeah. I think I own that movie. Well, there you go. You can prep for Wolfman, I guess, by watching Blue Valentine. Uh, That's actually maybe a good... Uh... Anyway, I'm going to think about that. That might be... Let me see if it's streaming somewhere. There you Uh-oh. Go. <laughs> I don't know if I'm prepared for that movie. Um, we finally got our trailer for Cowboy Bebop, and I don't know. I'm in. I'm all for it. Uh, Lee, you you have never seen Cowboy Bebop. Did you watch the trailer and you're like, I'm on board for this? Uh, you know, actually, that's accurate. Yeah. Um, cause, yeah, I, I it's been it's one of those animes that's been on my list uh, for a while now. And I just never gotten around to watching it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I saw the trailer and uh, it it's got me. I, I don't know. I think it's probably like the music and and everything else. I'm like, this this looks pretty cool. You know, it's funny because. You know, shout out to uh, our spin our show that we did. Would you binge this? But we watched uh, Firefly. I'm getting like Firefly vibes from this. Oh yeah, like the kind of like Western meets sci-fi mm-hmm. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So I think the Firefly show was kind of took inspiration from the Cowboy Bebop like anime series. It must have. Um, in terms of being yeah, like pretty much like a Western in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I uh, I saw they added the original to Netflix. I've been watching it uh, just because I've never really watched it. I think I watched like maybe a handful of episodes, but I never watched the whole thing. And it's only like one season too, which is wild. I looked it up, and apparently, like back when it first came out, like they would just put out DVDs with like one or th- one to three episodes at a time, and they mm-hmm. were just like sporadically released. So there wasn't like the release schedule that you can get now, which is a little more consistent. So even though it's only one season, it spanned such a long time because it just took them so long to put out episodes. But now streaming it, you can just watch it all in like, I don't know, I wouldn't say a day, but it's like pretty like over a weekend at least. And yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's actually really entertaining. It's really good. So yeah, watch the trailer. The trailer seems to indicate, at least in my opinion, that like, I know in like the original Cowboy Bebop, it was more just like, they're going for the bounties and that was kind of it. it was almost more like a procedural but it seems like they're maybe fleshing things out and putting a bit more of like a serialized story behind all of it so kind of curious how that will pan out but i mean i'm gonna review it but yeah anyone else watch the trailer for cowboy bebop no yeah, I, I, I never watched the show mm. so i didn't watch it I, I saw the trailer and I saw the anime series. I think a few years ago. I'm, I, I was planning to rewatch it now, though that it's on Netflix again. Um, 
It's really like the the anime is really well done. I'm 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 a little skeptical though. Like I want it to be good, but I know like like traditionally like live action adaptations of anime aren't that great. Well, I mean, like the Netflix, uh, uh, they did the like that Death Note one that they did mm-hmm. was kind of like bleh. so. Yeah, the, the Full Metal Alchemist one was supposed to be really bad too. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I guess like cautious, cautiously optimistic. But uh, I hope I hope it's good because, but I mean, it's hard to beat the series too because the the anime series is just so well so well done. Mm-hmm. The only thing I was a little bit weirded out by, but watching the trailer kind of alleviated my concerns. Was like Spike in the original anime it seemed like he was like in his like late teens, or early twenties, or something like that. Like he seemed pretty young. And then like John Cho's like in his fifties, and I'm like, oh. But watching mm-hmm. it, I'm like, he's Spike. Okay, you're. I'm fine with this. But that was like my one concern. I was like, oh, isn't he a little old to be playing Spike? But not really. So. Um, Zack Snyder announced that this title for Army of the Dead 2 is going to be called Planet of the Dead. I just love this. It's so stupid and amazing. I mean, yeah, it kind of gives it away, I guess, that zombie outbreak has expanded past Vegas, I guess, to the whole world now. Yeah, well, like, it was at the end of the first movie, he's, like, going down to Mexico, and he's got his... He's got the virus yep. with him, right? So, mm. yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, just kind of it's a whole nother outbreak. Yeah. You know what's weird? I'm also hearing. Uh, well, I guess we'll talk about it later because the Army of Thieves movie. But he did an interview where he said the uh, Dieter character might not actually have died in Army of the Dead, and might come back in Planet of the Dead. That to me seems like. I don't know. <laughs> the movie came out and people liked that character and then he's like oh no he's not dead like I'm bringing him back it's like we never saw what happened to him it's like well <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw him die that's that's <laughs> he, like he got locked away in, in that safe uh, like kind of when the zombies were attacking yeah and then we, we just kind of never saw him after that so I guess he could hack his way out or something I don't know yeah uh, I'm just trying to figure out why is there a sequel. Like the first one was okay. It wasn't very like I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of it. But I'm like, cool, it's a movie. But why why is there going to be a sequel? That's what I want to know. Um, yeah, good question. <clears throat> I mean, I don't even know who you would bring in. Like, oh, watch they bring in John Cena for the sequel. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> like, you got Dave Bautista. I mean, The Rock's probably too big for it, but bring in John mm. Cena. He's the new big military guy. We're going to bring in Sting. That's who we're going to bring in. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and then finally, we got a trailer for Tiger King 2. <laughs> Talking about things that don't need to exist. <sighs> now, now, definitely, I'm queuing up the uh, GTA Here We Go Again meme because, hot damn. That was. Why did we need this? Why? He, thought... He's been in jail. <laughs> like, there's there's nothing else to the story. Apparently not. The trailer says there's more to the story. So you know, Lee, you say that, but they've got more up their sleeve. Apparently. I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, 
don't get me wrong, I I, I don't really care. I'm like, oh, what is it going to be? But, like, they'll be like, Carol Baskin murdered her husband. And I'll be like, yeah, I kind of figured. So, you know, I don't know. It, I mean, the trailer caught my interest just because of how frantic and crazy it was. But then I stopped to think, and I'm like, will this actually be good? Like, I don't even know. I kind of doubt it. I think it, like, came at a right time where we had nothing to do because we were all locked down. We were all playing Animal Crossing or Doom, and I don't know. It was just it was just a whole vibe for a while there, and that's mm. when everyone kind of got on board the Tiger King thing. And I think Netflix is probably like, yeah, it'll be successful again, but it's like, eh, people are, like, out and about now. People aren't really, like, locked into their homes like they were before, so... <laughs> Netflix is going to release a new virus just so that we can watch their dumb show. We're going to call this the Tiger Variant. Oh, we're going to release the Tiger Virus. <laughs> and then they'll give you a pill and it'll actually have Joe Exotic's face on the pill. There you go. Well, yeah. That's, that was a lot of news that we got through, but we got through it. Let's take a quick break, come back, and then we're going to review some movies hey everybody it's curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're brought to you by amazon prime amazon prime's got amazing content such as the boys the expanse the marvelous mrs mazel goliath and so much more don't have to take our word for it go try out a 30-day trial of the service see if you like it if you want to stick around they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up and you're gonna get a ton of other amazon prime benefits so sign up today and check it out Thank you for your time. All right, we're back. Let's review two movies. Not a whole lot, but hey, you know what? Last night, Soho's out. We reviewed that last week. Good movie. Maybe not the greatest, but solid movie. <laughs> um, Antlers is terrible. And some people might say, but Kurt, you like horror movies, so you should love Antlers as if my love of horror is what's going to redeem antlers no antlers is just terrible um oh yeah um basic gist is like there's a teacher who kind of discovers that like one of her students is like a little troubled and there's a bit of a supernatural secret uh so she takes the boy kind of into her care and um has to defend the boy against a bunch of supernatural creatures and that there's a lot of plot in this movie and a lot of setup for things and then you're waiting for that third act to kind of like explain things and then when they do i don't think i've been any more frustrated with a movie than i was with antlers i was just so mad at like just they fumbled the ball so hard with the plot on this one and it's kind of hard to talk about without spoiling things which i don't want to do obviously but it just the third act was like their moment to make it all gel together. And it doesn't, it just like falls apart. It's just a complete narrative mess. Um, and yeah, there's like some cool gore and makeup effects. I think I've seen better to be honest. I mean, I have seen worse. It kind of falls in the middle, but um, yeah, it's just a very frustrating film because like it sets up so many things in the beginning and then it just like fails to really, answer them in a way that's really i guess satisfying or <laughs> pleasing to people so 
I don't know. Uh, I'm giving this five out of ten. It's it's not great. And the thing is, I wanted to like it. It's horror. It's produced by Guillermo del Toro. Um, David Goyer also uh, produced it as well, which, I mean, he's pretty big in the comic book movie scene. And, yeah. Yeah, just not a great movie. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, Adam, you and I both watched Army of Thieves for a review. I speaking did. of Speaking of those movies... What'd you think of Army of Thieves? You know, it was it was okay. I, I don't think it was as good as Army of the Dead. And Army of the Dead wasn't a perfect movie. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't really know what to expect because I, I didn't... I, I, I wasn't sure if this character really needed his own prequel movie. Um, but seeing it, there is... Like, they do give him quite a bit of backstory and he's... He's a pretty funny actor. Like he has a lot of personality and charisma. I think I think he's pretty big in Germany too, and he's kind of just starting to to break out more in Hollywood here. Um, but uh, you know, I I don't know. It was it was like it was kind of a fun, dumb kind of heist action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some things that were kind of unnecessary though, like. Like, the whole thing that he actually had a different name and Dieter was just, like, a name he gave himself. It was like, do we really need that? And no. I don't know. And they... Yeah, no. <laughs> the, the, the ending, too, was odd because it kind of ends with, like, a montage of, like, kind of half of his character arc of through Army of the Dead. Um, and I, I don't know. I would think, like, I would have maybe ended it more in, like, a cliffhanger that leads to that movie because now it... Now it just kind of spoils stuff for people that haven't seen that movie, and maybe like they might be watching this because it's a prequel before that one. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and and there was no zombies. There's like no zombies at all too. So I, I, I thought like, there might be more zombie like, stuff. But there's one yeah. in the entire movie or something like that. Like, and I barely remember yeah. it. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought they would have played up the zombie outbreak factor more, but it, it, it seemed like it was like, honestly, this movie seemed like it could have just st- stood on its own, like not connected to anything else. Mm. Um, and it, it's a, like the connection to army of the dead didn't really feel like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Didn't feel like that connected, I guess. No, I think for me, like the most, weird thing about this it's not even bad or frustrating it's like i'm like okay what is this contributing to the overall plot of this universe and really the only takeaway i had was like it showed how he gets how he got excited for the actual heist in army of the dead like it gave some context for why that was so exciting for him because there's like all these different vaults that are like i don't know like like coveted by him and i'm like okay did i really need an entire movie to set that up <laughs> probably not um, probably not <laughs> yeah um, yeah it's kind of just like oh like the safe that was like the big fourth safe and he was yeah. solving there was like you know he solved the three of them in this first movie the next yeah. one was the four, but really it makes no difference to know that <laughs> well and they introduce a bunch of characters and you kind of know that like the movie's going to have to end with them all being out of the picture one way or another. 
And that was also kind of weird because the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, you're going to have to try to explain this. And it was just, I don't know, kind of awkward at times. Like, it was a little comical how they like were, like, taking these characters out to the degree that where I felt like it was just almost like they got to the end of the movie and they were like, oh, we have to, like, somehow get these characters out of the picture because we can't have them pop up because they don't pop up in Army of the Dead. So, like, you know, it, it almost got comical how quickly they were just taking these characters out through various different means, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I guess the door is open for some of them to return, maybe? Question mark, so. I yeah, know. I'm hearing, because I guess uh, if... Uh... Um, if Dieter did survive, as Zack Snyder's kind of been teasing, I think he also said that it's like, oh, the first person he'd probably go look for is is this Gwendolyn girl. So maybe the two of them could come back. Yeah. Well, I, I I didn't really, I didn't really, I didn't really have much invested in their relationship from this movie, though. Did they even have a relationship? It felt like there was. Oh, yeah. On. Yeah. It was a bit odd. Yeah. Like. I was chemistry kind of, wasn't quite there yeah. no i was kind of wondering if they were gonna like give them a romantic thing and they never quite do they just kind of have them like giving each other the eye throughout the entire movie it just felt all weird and i'm like just give them something like i don't know just give have them kiss her at the end or something like something but no nothing like that so a- I also like I don't really understand like if martin does he have like just superhuman like hearing abilities yeah, I think he like, does. he must, right? Because it doesn't make sense. Like, these are like supposed to be the hardest to crack safes in the world, and he, he's like, it goes in like several times where he puts his ear, and he's able to like hear every single little like specific gear and notch like turning. Yeah. I'm like, how does any like this is this is definitely beyond like normal human capabilities. So I don't really understand how he's doing this. Also, the movie did something very frustrating early on where. Like, they have Dieter, like, in some, like, safe cracking competition thing. And then, like, everyone starts cracking the saves. And he's just looking around. He's like, I don't know what's going on. And then he suddenly just clues in. And he opens it before anyone else. And I'm like, bullshit. That guy was standing around doing nothing. He should not have won that. That was so frustrating. They're just like, oh, he's such a genius. He doesn't even need to start at the same time as anyone else. I'm like, that's pretty dumb. Also, the fact that they're having underground safe cracking competitions. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I go to those every weekend at least. Yeah, pretty get some heated bets on them. Yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah, it was just <laughs> there's a bit of yeah. There's some stretches in believability here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, that's what it, it's just like. It's kind of a dumb, like fast pace heist type movie Mm -hmm. it it is kind of self-aware at times too where it doesn't take itself all that seriously no you know it's i mean yeah all in all if i had to give it a score i I think i'm around like i'm like between like a six and a half and a seven out of ten okay yeah yeah i i'm giving it a seven it's okay it was entertaining enough but i don't think it's a movie i'm gonna go back and revisit it anytime soon mm-hmm. cool yep all right let's take one last quick break and then we're going to talk about our movie club for this week which is trick-or-treat back in a bit 
Hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost. I'm the ghost of What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash creatingregards so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? Hey, everybody, welcome back. And as a friendly reminder, we've got our monthly movie commentaries. We've got one up for... Um, what do we have? We have one up for her um, Friday <laughs> the Thirteenth. Apparently, Friday the Thirteenth. I deleted the thing in the notes about it, so I'm trying to go off of memory. It was Friday the Thirteenth, uh, the final Friday, the that awful movie, and then the next one is Star Trek Four, the one where they go to San Francisco, which will be weird, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, you can check out our monthly mailbag show, which we haven't done in a while. We should probably do one sometime soon, but cool. Let's talk about our movie club this week, which is trick or treat trick or treat, uh, horror anthology movie, which came out in like 2007, 2008, something like that. I seem to get conflicting information on the internet, but it came out around that time. Uh, Lee, you chose this movie. Well, I mean, I, I did. I can kind of feel like why you chose it, but maybe for the audience. Why did you choose this movie? Oh, I, I chose it because I was looking for a horror movie, and it's Halloween when we're recording this. So, yeah. And so. that was it. That was that was my whole reasoning. Uh, I, I got told kind of the last minute that I was my choice, so I was scrambling to find something. Well, you could have chosen a lot worse than this, I think, at least. Um... Yeah, what did everyone think of Trick or Treat? I, uh... I... I didn't hate it. I didn't... I don't know. <laughs> I liked the Anna... I liked the Anna Paquin part with the girls. Um, it also was a bit of a throwback to... I Every time I watch movies in the 2000... In the early to they do these unnecessary shots of uh women's bodies mm. and 
it like knocks me out of the movie because you don't see that nearly as often in mm-hmm. these movies. So in the dressing room, it's like we know what people are doing in the dressing room, but nah, we got to make sure you do. So here's tits uh, for no reason. <laughs> uh, it seems like that are like it, it. I know it's of the time, and you just have to like roll with it. But stuff it like, meh. yeah, I don't. I don't like it the way that I probably did in in 2008. Mm-hmm. The the male gaze makes you kind of it's it's almost uncomfortable the amount that it is. Yeah, a little. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I get it. Okay, like I know that that's just what they did then. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, that's such a small part of the movie. But it it did like kind of grind. Um, and I know maybe that's ironic talking about Jessica Biel's butt before, but uh, <laughs> that was me doing a little bit of a bit and this is me being a bit more serious um mm-hmm. but overall i i don't know i liked the the the, the little guy i thought i thought it was kind of like chucky-esque like funny and in on its own joke but also a little un- unnerving so i don't know well i think like sam the character's name like funny enough i think most people forget most about this movie uh, but like Sam kind of has endured on well past this movie just because the design and like they, they even like unmask him at a certain point in the movie. And it's just like frightening. Like his look is just so disturbing. It's great. Um, yeah. Katie, what did you think of Trick or Treat? I thought that. <laughs> I don't know. It got confusing on some parts. I'm like, what does this have to do with this? And then I realized that it was like completely different stories just set in the same place. I don't know. I thought the scene with the Rhonda, Mm. um, the scene of them like scaring her. And then I kind of like when she left them there, I'm kind of like, yeah, they probably deserve that. Because of how scared they made her feel. But also, like, that was kind of cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It is, I think, one of the things about this movie that always gets me, too, is, like, it does feel really disjointed. Because you have all these different stories. And then they end up, like, trying to connect it all at the end. But I don't know if it's, like, overly successful. Not like, it, in my opinion, it probably matters th- too much. But... Yeah, it's like, how does the Sam story, like, tie into the principal or the the bus massacre? Like, how does it all tie together? Uh, it's a little awkward at times. Um, Adam, what did you think of this movie? Uh, I actually didn't see the whole movie. Um, well, there you go. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it, was, it was getting too scary for my girlfriend, so uh, I had to switch it up. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. What about you, Lee? What'd you think of the movie? I mean, you chose it, so obviously you got, <clears throat> got some opinions. Uh, yeah. Um, it. So I had I had seen this movie uh, advertised as well for a long time, and I've always like I know I, I was joking about like I picked it as a last minute kind of pick, but um, I've always kind of like wanted to see if this was any good, mm. and. Uh, I don't want to say it met my expectations, but it also wasn't horrible. It's definitely middle of the road. Um, I, I like the fact that it's kind of anthology, but it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stories I think are better told than others. Yeah. Um, 
I am very disappointed that the, I guess, I don't know if you call him the main, uh, Ty, I guess the 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 kid that the the kid with the uh, the creepy mask with like the the footy pajamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess his name is Sam. Yeah, I did not know that. Um, I am very disappointed that they unmasked him. Like that, oh. honestly, that like almost completely ruined the movie for me. Mm. Um, when when he gets unmasked, then he's basically like an alien or or something. Um, I was like, okay, this is this is officially like really really stupid now. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to you know everything else that happened, but um, <laughs> <laughs> overall though it's I mean it's not bad. I mean it's it's a I don't know. You, you're right. There, there's worse things we could watch, but there's also a lot more entertaining. Um, yeah. So I mean it's just it's definitely middle of the road. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I I overall liked it. I I think. The individual stories are stronger than their attempts to try to like tie it all in together. Like, yes. Like I, as much as I t- appreciate that they tried to tie it in together, I didn't need that. I could have just had these stories work as a separate independent stories and would have been fine with that too. But, um, yeah, like I particularly like the like the principal stuff. That one always like is great. Um, and then yeah, like. The, the surprise party with the one with the um, Rhonda. I always like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, the individual stories are great. Even, like, the, well, the one with the vamp, the werewolves, sorry, is great because, like, yeah, you, that guy, I, it, it felt like very much like an anti Me Too kind of thing, even before that time. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, go girls. You kill that guy with your werewolf claws. <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah they did a good job of uh, oh sorry go ahead Lee oh no no go ahead go ahead oh, um they did a good job of justifying uh those dudes being killed but um something that oh I'm, I'm glad you brought up uh Katie brought up the usually kids don't get killed in movies that's like the whole thing or if they do it's like not really spoken of uh and this movie did it twice um and didn't really justify either of them uh like they had a kid steal a candy bar and then he died and it's like okay uh and then uh yeah i mean they did bully that girl but i don't i don't know if bullying equals being eaten alive probably <laughs> yeah it's so, like a bit of a stretch yeah, yeah dude they just they they work so hard to show like no this this vampire dude deserves to die uh, when they could have not mm. done that and we still would have been like who cares but <laughs> they really anyway why even try to make those kids villains just kill them if, you, if you're gonna kill them to be honest yeah yeah uh, I or actually like, do it. with the principal scene I was like, oh, that kid's so clueless. Like, he's just wanting to carve pumpkins. And then, like, he went down and it was that kid's head. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Uh, what is wrong um, with that kid? By the way, this was filmed in Vancouver, which I find wild. This isn't, doesn't Sounds seem like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Werewolves killing people and killer principles. That's just par for the course up here. Yeah. 
I, I did want to point out really quick. It is funny with Anna uh, Paquin um, fighting, like basically killing a vampire, because uh, this was around the same time that she was in um, uh, True Blood. Mm. Anyway, just some random fun fact on that one. Also, wasn't there also around the same time as Twilight? Maybe this was like an anti-Twilight thing. Uh, I think Twilight came out a little after this, okay. like a couple of years, because this was I. You're right. Looking at at the like when this came out, it's kind of weird because it came out in 07 and like 08 and 09. So it's kind of weird of like when, when did this actually come out? Um, yeah. But I think I want to say Twilight came out in like the, the 2010s. Well, it says that the movie came out in 2009, but it was shown in 2007. So it must have been done for a while and just sat on the shelf. But I just like to think that because I think the first Twilight came out in 2008, that that was like a response to Twilight. They were just like, let's add a little insert shot just to get those vampires. Anyways, uh, I think let's give this a score. What's everyone thinking for a score? Hmm. Five and a half. <laughs> Six and a half for me. Okay. I'll go eight. Uh, wow. Yeah. Eight. Oof. Someone loved this. Yeah, I was gonna just go with a, a solid six. Yeah, it's it's good. I like like I said, I think the individual stories are better than the some of their parts, mm. but yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. Cool beans. Well. Next week's movie club will not be nearly as frightening. It's Pretty Woman, starring what's her name? Julia <laughs> Roberts. Oh yeah. my god, that's it. I mean, I mean, unless you you think sex work is horrifying, I guess. But well, Disney did apparently. Well, yeah, because they they made that movie, and that seems weird and wild that like Disney would make a movie about sex work. But we'll talk about that next week. Uh, that's on Disney Plus, so you can watch it on there. Until next time, everybody. Bye for now.